Welcome to Tag Talks Happy Hour with Ajit Kara. One part small talk, all parts real talk. This is the part of the day when Ajit gets to know the people behind the job titles at Tag. Hello, my name is Ajit Kara. I'm the CEO of Tag Americas, and welcome to my happy hour. I decided to do this happy hour because, as I think many people have heard me say before, I believe the biggest asset for Tag is our people. And I wanted to do a series of conversations to sort of get underneath the skin and see what makes folks tick. I'm joined today by my producer, as always, Kaylee Stansfield. Hi, St- Hi Kaylee. How are you doing? Oh, you were going to call me Stacey. I, was, I heard I it. I was. <laughs> I was trying to backtrack out of that one, but yeah, you uh, no, caught me. No, yeah. I heard it. Better than Kylie, though. Don't go there. I, did I don't you. have anything against Kylie's, by the way. It's just not my name. No, no, but I think I called you Kylie for the first year that we worked with each other. It might have been longer, actually, but <laughs> you're forgiven. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, talking about great names, today I'm joined by Liz Lowenstein. I hope I said that right, Liz. You did. Uh, Perfect. You she's our Senior Trans Creation Manager, and she's decided to join me in my podcast. Liz, welcome Thank to you. my podcast. Cheers. Thank you. Have a sip of your white wine. A bit cold, that one, wasn't it? Delicious. Excellent. I like a nice glass of wine. Liz, thank you. You've come a bit far today, so you're not via the tri-state area. Where did you come from today? Correct. I am from Nashville, Tennessee. We're oh. living there now. Oh, wow. Yeah. That wasn't where you grew up, though, was it? No. Born and raised in beautiful Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, it's a beautiful part of the world. Oh, we love it. And what made you go to Nashville? Well, we had been in Charlottesville. I had been there my whole life. And my, at the time, boyfriend, he had been there for a short stint was unlucky in love, found me, and we decided to just pick up and move across the country. He's a recording engineer now, but at the time was in beer and wine and in the alcohol industry. All linked, all linked. Right, exactly. It was a lot of good practice, the service industry, having to make conversation, get to know what makes people tick. So he just leveraged all that, became this recording guru and I found my place at TAG. So Thank you. And that's ironic that he's a recording engineer yes. and we are now doing this podcast. But what would he say about the uh, acoustics here? I mean, the- I think this is a very pro setup. <laughs> and, you know, he'd tell me to not worry about the mic, just, just act talk. natural. Yeah, but it's great. And I'm going to make a guess now. You're in Nashville and he's obviously an engineer. How kitted out is your house? It came fully equipped. Did it come fully equipped? Oh. Yes. So in Nashville, you can find a recording studio slash home all in one go. So we bought it with the acoustic paneling already in. It saved us a whole lot of trouble. And yeah, works great. So also keeps the noise downstairs. So oh, wow. That's okay. nice. And then Nashville, I came to see you and our client once in Nashville, which I loved. A beautiful, beautiful city. Yeah. Why Nashville when you went from Virginia to Nashville? Ooh, well, I thought it would not be a culture shock right. being from Virginia. I felt I got the South figured out. I know this. It's a very different brand there. It's a lot more Midwestern. So, you know, we thought it was going to be easy transition, but it was really for the music industry and also just the opportunities for me. I had dabbled kind of working at the university in Charlottesville and a few smaller businesses, but I really wanted something global, more corporate, and then TAG just kind of fell in my lap. So, And when you were doing your jobs in college, what were they? Oh, my gosh. Well, I took after my parents at one point. I was in the library for a while. Both my parents are librarians. Did you have a lot of books at home? Oh, thousands. Yeah. (laughs) Paradise is a kind of library, I think, is the quote in our household that just sums it all up. So worked in a library. I was a barista for a short stint. Yeah. And then kind of got into the 
graphic design, professional stuff, but... So I'm going to come to two of those careers, and so I'm going to yeah. come back to the barista piece. Okay. The librarian piece. Yes. Are you a bookworm? Did it mean that you read a lot, or did it turn you off? The opposite, yeah. I was very TV-oriented. I do remember telling a kindergarten classmate that books are our friends. Please don't destroy them. But that was about my experience with books at that time. So it took me a while to get into reading, to get into all that. My, uh, I have a slightly amusing story when I was embarrassed at home where I always kept all the books that I read. And when we were moving to this country, we boxed up all my books and moved them across. Yeah. Gave away the children's toys. You know, that's how much I... Only I, the books. We moved the books. And then when we got here, I thought, well, actually, I'll just give them to charity. That's lovely. And then when we were decorating, I bought then old books. Of course. So my wife then said, so you gave away books, moved them to across, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. bought old books. That's to, perfect. Yeah. Well, it's like in college, we used to have the frat guys before parents weekend. <laughs> they would bring these tubs into the library at my college, and they'd be like, hey, just whatever you can get, the oldest, the better. Just make it look distinguished. Put them in this box. We were like, what, what is this for? They're like, decor. Come on. Our parents are coming to town. Like, That's yeah, got to soup up the frat house. Gig. Barista. Yes. So that means that you know how to make a decent cup of coffee. I do, yes. I do like I pride coffee. myself on that. I've always wondered, you know, when you get the lovely coffee, mm -hmm. is there a skill and a teaching to make the froth look oh, the way that it does? Absolutely. I mean, it's like this barely a flick of the wrist, and then there's some wiggling involved. And you can do that, can you? Oh, no. That was where <laughs> that was where my training ended. They were like, you're not a latte art right. girl. Just, right. you know. You just serve black coffee. Right. I'm the drip coffee yeah. girl. Yes. <laughs> And then the love of books, did that help? Because you're trans-creation, so yeah. you know language. Where did the passion for language come in? So I, I got that you went into graphic design. Mm -hmm. How did that link to trans-creation and languages? Yeah. Well, actually, I think the source of all the language love is from my parents. Both my parents spoke Spanish oh, wow. growing up in my house, so just keeping secrets from me. Right. <laughs> they would try and use that. And so you understood. Yeah, exactly. So I was determined to learn what they were saying, but also just could tell that it was a whole world of, you know, travel and different cultures. I grew up also raised Jewish, so I was used to kind of a multicultural background in that sense. Definitely different for sleepy Southern Virginia. <laughs> so I was always kind of in an academic space where I knew there was a bigger outside world and languages seemed like the way to get there. And it makes the world a smaller place. Yeah. And, and I think... You know, you mentioned that you're Jewish or brought up Jewish, mm -hmm. but did you ever go to Israel? I did. Wow. Yeah, in college, there was actually a war going on. And oh, wow. Nowadays, I don't know if I would do it, but right. back then, I was Fearless. all for it. Yeah, yeah. gung-ho. Met my best friend of my life there, and she actually lives here in New York. And Wonderful. yeah, just an incredible experience. You don't realize how it feels to belong somewhere sure. until... Sure. You're in that space and you're like, I don't have to explain anything to anyone. It's so refreshing. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. I think I may have mentioned this in a prior podcast. I'd love to go to Israel. There's so much there to see. Mm -hmm. There's so much historical relevance there. It's, the food. Uh, and the food. And the wine now. They're bringing in some <laughs> wine into the, really? the Golan Heights area. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. Some delicious kosher wine. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I don't drink a lot of kosher wine. I may have to start then. It's a refined taste for sure. <laughs> So back to when you were younger, mm -hmm. and obviously you went down that path, but what did you want to be before you went down oh. that sort? Where did you really want to go as a career as a child? Well, I guess before languages, I think the first one that I ever voiced into existence was interior design. No well, Yeah. And I, I see the link, yeah. Maybe, you know, visual, some graphic 
elements. Yeah, I'm such a visual person. And so bringing kind of like that beauty, obviously not what I was thinking at maybe five, but (laughs) yeah, I just loved the idea of redoing a room or picking the colors. I was not allowed to paint my room growing up. So it was like this dream of mine to be able to paint it one day. And then I got an apartment. So (laughs) I had to wait 21 years, but then I did it. And you painted it. Oh, yeah. What color? I hired my friends to paint it. Let me be clear. I bought the pizza and the beer. And yeah, Uh, it was a lovely, like, grayish, you know, just like a calming. Some version of gray. Right, yeah. (laughs) And then what was the other part? Because music is an influence in your life, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, the opera singing. Uh, (laughs) I dabbled for a while. That's so impressive. Well, it was a little children's group within this larger opera group, but they would fly in folks from out of town, you know, larger productions to this little, small, sleepy, historic area in Virginia. And we would put on, you know, Carmen for the summer. Um, so. so I couldn't tempt you to give me one line, could I? Yes, oh, yes. no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I got to start it in the right register. That's the only problem. <sighs> I did. I put you on the spot there. Let's get some more wine going. Okay. I'll come back. Have another sip. Have another sip. Yeah, yeah. Have another sip. I love opera. I don't understand a word of it, but it makes you feel something. I yes, don't know why, but exactly. it makes you feel something. Where do you tend towards operatically? Like, are you a Wagner guy or a lighter? Probably a bit lighter, but again, my ignorance is pretty high. So I don't know what I like, but I like it when I hear it. Yep. I'm almost the same way. Yeah. There's not too much knowledge. It's just, I enjoy it when it's happening. When I was at uh, Le Miserable, mm-hmm. and I remember tears were flowing. Oh, yeah. And they weren't little tears. They were bawling. And I have no idea why. It was just, and they didn't understand the songs, but it hits you, you. and I don't understand that. So that's that's the beauty of opera. That's the power of music, for sure. The power of music, true. Yeah. And Nashville, obviously, that was that coincidence that you love opera and music, but Nashville is a very music city. Oh, boy. Yes. I was surprised when I went there that that's taken as read, and I'd like some observations for you on that. But I also thoroughly enjoyed the food there. So they seem to take food and and music very seriously seriously. oh yeah is that the correct observation i would say so yeah and i pride us on the nashville hot chicken did you get to experience this (laughs) okay my husband is a connoisseur he will tell you you know where to go what to order he'll take you on this journey yeah we're very proud of it so the hot chicken can't be missed But also just some great, like, emerging, you know, cuisines and restaurants, and we're getting more vegan stuff, which is exciting for the South. So, yeah, it's been fun to kind of see the city figure all that out. It's a beautiful city. Yeah, it's it's lovely. What is your favorite food, then? Mm, Oh, my gosh. I mean— Truly, nothing makes me happier than just a bowl of pasta. Oh, I love pasta. I mean, it's just so soul-soothing. We're working our way up to make our own dough. I'm afraid it'll oh, wow. just let me down. So I just <laughs> stick with the box and some veggies. And yeah, pasta solves everything. When you see these cooking shows mm-hmm. and these chefs will cook in the time that it takes me to wash vegetables, a pasta dish from scratch. Yeah, thank it's, you. It's astonishing. I, I agree. How do they do it? It's astonishing. The sous chefs. It's that we don't have the prep chef, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, apparently that may be me sometimes. Oh, there you go. So back to you. Others, apart from opera, I'm going to try and, come and make you sing something oh, there. Lord. But you, know, you have a very surprising background. So back to music. But you also like to be a bit of a DJ. That's true. Tell me about that. Yes. Okay. So I started DJing at a volunteer kind of local sleepy radio station in uh, Charlottesville when I was 16. I just remember thinking like, I love listening to this. I think I could talk to people. Like, how cool would that be? 
And I just walked in there and volunteered and did the night shift and worked my way up a little bit. And then after college, I joined the UVA radio station, did some program directing for them, and also worked my way out of a 1 to 3 a.m. shift on Saturday nights to afternoon on Wednesdays. So that was my big progression there. what was your DJ name? Oh, boy. Uh, it was Lady Nocturne because, again, I was on at 1 a.m. I do Great think, name. thank you. I think I conceived of it when I was on some medicine for tonsillitis, and they were like, we've got to know your name right now. Yeah. And I was like, well, the show name is called Must Be the Buzz Talking because something's going on with these pills. And yeah, then I thought, Lady Nocturne, she's the night shift. That could have been a band. It's like the story of the Temptations when they come up with their name outside. Yes, just as epic. (laughs) You could have been the next Temptations. Listen, in parts of Charlottesville, Virginia, I may be. (laughs) Not quite. And then I can see the link then, because obviously you're very organized. You seem to have multiple streams of activity. They all come together. That's kind of why you like what you do with languages as well. Exactly. What's your favorite language? Oh, favorite language is Catalan. I am obsessed with this like very specific regional dialect from Spain. Could you say a sentence? Uh, no puc molt. I can't say much. Wow. But... Well, well, it's great. It's a start point, isn't it? Yeah. Languages are an amazing skill. And it, I think to your point earlier, it is great that you can travel the world and speak in languages and it does yeah. bring things closer. Do you think the learning methods are changing. Like there's a lot more technology oriented, a lot more listening oriented, a lot yes. more conversation oriented. I kind of feel that that's a better style than when I was at school where they tried to teach you from a structure perspective. Yep. I think oh, that's yeah. harder. Yeah. I kind of did both approaches. I remember the first day of French class, my teacher, Madame Black, right. and she said in French, this is the last time you will hear me speak English. Like we are all in French and you know not a word. So that was how we did it. And yeah, immersion definitely helps. <laughs> but I think too, it's so interesting to see Duolingo and things like that that I've tried to interact with. And they're so complex. They're long. Yeah, yeah. They're very fun to do. But I'm like, this takes a lot of skill and time to learn a new language. I'm always astonished where it happens like mainland Europe, where in certain countries, it's normal that people have four to five languages. Right. And they're not just side languages, they're completely fluent with it, Absolutely. which is just astonishing from yeah. my mindset. I once knew a guy who was with us, I hope he's listening, his name was Nuno, I'll never forget him. He knew 14 languages. Stop. And one of them was Japanese, which is incredibly difficult. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, Amazing. Wow. 14. I'd, I'd like to get to four. That would be great. <laughs> I'd like to conquer English. Okay, perfect. I'm still working on that one. Yeah, I don't know if New York is like maybe the best place, but... <laughs> now, I understand last year was a big year for you. Why? Yes. Wow. Well, so many things, but I am a newlywed. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yes, I'm very haughty about it. Every sentence starts with my husband. <laughs> my husband and I. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, I understand that it was a very small wedding. It was teeny tiny. We did elope, and that was actually the plan prior to COVID, but it worked out very nicely. It just did not— Just you and he. Yeah, just us and our photographer friend and Zelda the efficient. (laughs) Uh, She's lovely and recommended if you're in Nashville looking for a wedding efficient. Yes. Uh, But no, it was great and really helped us kind of focus on the day, what we wanted, what it was about. Like, we actually got to pause and say, like, okay. Wow. We are bonded. And did you have to do something else or make it up to family and friends? That felt Not a little yet. Bit out. <laughs> nope. We've gotten out of that one so far. No, no, but pressure, no pressure coming. Yeah, uh, none, of course. <laughs> 
everything. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for a very rewarding conversation. Oh, thank you. But this is the opportunity for you now to ask me anything that you may have on your mind. Wow. And as you're doing that, I'm going to come back to see if I can tempt you to say, do an opera bit. Oh, man. Let's see. Well, I'm feeling so inspired by this wallpaper, all of these mm. records. I want to know more about this 80s music thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know specifics. I got to know, right. like... Why is it well, calling me? Well, maybe favorite. What's the apex of this music for you? So it's a good question. Maybe it's for every generation, but it's the 80s was my defining decade from teenager to a young man. And it seemed like a long 10 years in my life. And that was the 80s. And it's when everything sort of comes together. And, you know, music is obviously an important part when you're that age. Yeah. And I felt that for me at that point, music was in every genre on a whole different level. Yeah, it you just know, hits so, different. Yeah, whatever your taste were, you know, you were getting the kind of continuation of the Motown era, but you had wonderful pop idols. You had fabulous hard rock people, you know, yeah. you country western. Like there isn't a genre, an yeah. R&B genre. Every genre, there was an outstanding artist that was contributing in some way. So you could literally listen to anything and enjoy it. And so... Rather irritatingly for my children, when I go back, I like to play that decade across any genre, and they're great songs. Yeah. And that's maybe why I think I always go back to that. But I think it could be just an emotional attachment to it was a defining decade for me as a person. Oh, yeah. Wow. Love it. Uh, so, Liz, are we going to be able to tempt you to do something on the operatic theme for the audience? And please feel no pressure to do it. Oh, I do feel terrible <laughs> pressure to do it. Uh, let's see. All right. Let me see. <clears throat> Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. That, that was amazing. That was amazing. All right, watch out, Matt. I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. You, that Matt who is? Oh, Matt. The Matt. Oh, the Matt. Oh, the Matt. Oh, uh, I'm here. Oh, sorry. It just shows how much I'm an idiot. But that was amazing. Congratulations. Oh, I can. You should continue to do that. That's well, amazing. thank you. So, Liz, this has been fabulous. You're an incredibly interesting person. Likewise. Congratulations on the wedding, um, what you do. And it's clear that you have so many different strands to your behind the scenes. It's fabulous to get to know you a bit today. So thank you, you for having well. Liz. And, thank uh, you. Cheers. Cheers. Join us soon for another episode of Tech Talks Happy Hour with Ajit Kara and learn more about the people behind the job titles at TAG. 